Hello, and welcome to Driving the Future, a show from Capgemini Invent. Throughout this series, we're going to be speaking to the top minds in the automotive industry from Capgemini and beyond to get an inside look at where the industry is headed and how companies can shape their own future. In this episode, Mary Ellen Harn talks with our experts Mark Caesar and Mark Pauly. They get into topics about how connectivity relates to such issues as profitability and sustainability. Welcome to our first podcast in a series on the future of connected vehicles. I'm your host, Mary Ellen Harn, and I'm joined today by Capgemini automotive experts, Mark Caesar and Mark Pauly. Capgemini recently published a new connected vehicle trend radar report, and Mark and Mark will be offering their insights on connected vehicles. I'm going to be referring to both of you with your last name, so we don't have any confusion about which Mark is speaking. In last year's edition of this report, it mainly focused on innovative technologies and startups. And this year, we're focusing more on a consumer survey with more than 3,000 respondents. And it also features and focuses on profitability to address mainly three questions. And those three questions are, uh, what is the future role of the OEM within the connectivity ecosystem? How can the OEM be profitable with connectivity in this new role? And how can connectivity contribute to sustainability? So Mark and Mark, thank you for joining me. And um, could you each talk a little bit about what you do for Capgemini and what your experience and expertise is? Let's start with Mark Caesar. Yes, thank you for the introduction, Mary Ellen. Um, My name is Mark Caesar. I'm a director in the automotive digital unit, and I'm head of Smart Mobility Connect in the DACH region. Uh, thanks, Mark Caesar. And now let's turn to Mark Pauly. Hi, I'm Mark Pauly. I'm manager at Capgemini Invent, now working for about five years in the area of connected vehicles and uh, work there in projects um, from the customer perspective, engineering view, but also from the IT side regarding connected vehicles. Thank you, Mark Pauly. Uh, now, now let's dive right into really what was the reason behind setting up the study this year and why did we do two issues, one last year and one this year? Mark Caesar, would you uh, care to answer it? Yes, well, last year we actually focused on innovative technologies and we analyzed a lot of startups in order to come up with some innovation roadmap. Um, of course, companies can do Uh, innovative things, but at a certain point, you actually have to ask uh, how to make money. Uh, And so that's why in this uh, issue, we actually focused on the future role of the OEMs and how can they really be profitable. So what we did is we investigated actually from two sides. So first of all, we did a worldwide market survey um, based in in Europe We looked at the U.S. and in China, where in total we actually uh, interviewed 3,000 respondents um, in order to get like a feeling what what the customers really want. Second, we also interviewed experts in order to uh, add some business and ecosystem view. And uh, the result is then uh, some potential profit pools and recommendations for the OEMs. Um, We also looked at an extra topic, which is sustainability. So we wanted to know how connectivity can actually contribute to sustainability. Thank you, Mark Caesar. Now let's turn to Mark Pauly. So I was looking through a report and I noticed that the definition of connected vehicles has changed. And why has it changed? Yeah, so in the first report, we we mainly uh, observed the topic from a customer perspective. 
So connected vehicle is mainly defined in different connections to the environment that could be infrastructure, service providers, the driver, other vehicles, home or e even the OEM. Um, but this time for the second issue, we better wanted to understand it from a business perspective. That's the reason why we enhanced the definition and added four dimensions. So the first one is data, for example, vehicle data, um, also enabled and technology, for example, artificial intelligence. We also looked at player stakeholders that can be an infrastructure provider, for example, and also services like intelligent vehicle services. Um, that really gives us a better view to observe it from the business perspective and to answer the questions in our survey. Thank you, Mark. That really helps understand, you know, why the definition changed. Let's now turn over to Mark Caesar. And in looking at the re research and, and, and now having done this for two years, what right now, what are you thinking and, and seeing through this research as the biggest threats to OEMs regarding connected services? Well, if you look at the past, then uh, the drivers really had to take what they were giving by, by the OEMs um, when it comes to connected services. Now what we see is tech companies that have successfully entered that market with, uh, with uh, mobile devices, um, with mobile phones. It's quite easily that uh, the driver takes whatever is best, right? And um, so therefore... Um, for the OEMs, they really now need to work much, much harder to really stay relevant and offer relevant services for the customers um, because they are not willing to accept non-current or non-premium connected services. Um, so second, um, what we also see is um, manufacturers, they tend to deliver those connected services still in, in the same way um, like cars are produced. Um, which means by simply assembling those elements from different suppliers instead of thinking and working in ecosystems um, where they have best-in-class partners and integrate them. Um, the result actually is, uh, well, losing market share means not only missed revenues, but also the risk of becoming a simple supplier to tech companies. That's really interesting. It's a, a really powerful insight. But but speaking of powerful insights, I mean, if if you were to look again at all this research, what would be the most powerful insight you discovered? And was there anything that was particularly surprising? Uh, let's start with Mark Pauly on this. Um, yeah, of course, we, we had a lot of uh, powerful insights that we gathered during our study. Um, I would start with one from a customer perspective. So we could see that two out of three customers think that connected services really increase the value of a car. So especially safety and security related services. And the other thing is that they also think that a connected vehicle improves the driving experience. So this is really a great result for connected vehicles and shows that customers uh, value that. Another point is Tesla. Tesla is really often in the news and has a good reputation but also our study showed that Tesla has the strongest brand awareness within the three major markets that we analyzed. So in Europe, in the US and in China, Tesla is ranked as number one from all the customers we surveyed when it comes to connected services. So that's quite impressive. 
Also, what I'd like to add is um, what, what we saw is that customers should not be seen as the profit pool for the OEM, um, but rather as an asset for the future. Um, why is that? Um, I mean, selling connected services, we see that at the moment uh, you will not earn a lot of money. Um, so that means that the really the biggest value actually um, is in the data and in the exploitation and the monetization of the data. So were these insights, aside from being powerful, um, was it anything else that sort of hit you as surprising? Uh, when you think about surprising insights, they, they, they were mainly were within the sustainability area because that we also analyzed and there were quite interesting results that we didn't expect in that way. For example, we have seen that 77% of Chinese participants would pay more for sustainable connected services in comparison to Europeans, where only 44% would um, pay more. So honestly, I would expect the difference, um, uh, the, the opposite. But so you can see there's a really big discrepancy between these markets. Also regarding sustainability, um, in general, customers would only use sustainable connected services when they get something in reward. So, for example, when you use an intelligent route planning service so that you can, for example, save time by avoiding traffic jams or to save money to have a lower fuel consumption, that is something where customers would like to use these kind of services. And another thing was also that all the participants would also even change the car brand if there are is, a, is another company or another brand who's offering sustainable connected services. I was quite impressed by this uh, result because I did not really expect it in, th in this way. That's really interesting, Mark Pauly. Um, what about, did you have any results that disappointed you? Seeing all these good results, we, we of course also had some disappointing uh, things, for example, we still see low takeoff of connected services. Um, altogether, around only 44% of customers do yet have any connected services in their car. And from these 44%, um, only half of them is using connected services frequently. So we still see there's a lot of potential uh, for this topic and perhaps also a lot of homework to do for the OEMs. Thank you, Mark Pauly. Definitely, there still is a lot of potential. So today we discussed the reasons why Capgemini did this study, the potential threats for OEMs, some, got some great insights on, on what customers think about connected cars as well as on sustainability, but also some disappointing results. So if you were to take all this research that you did, what would you recommend from this study? And what do you think OEMs should consider? And let's turn first to Mark Caesar. Well, if we look at connected services, um, they, they don't only offer untapped opportunities, they are really critical um, for the future. So, so we provided three key recommendations for the OEMs. First of all, um, define your position in the e connectivity ecosystem, um, whether it is to go alone and, and provide the services uh, by yourself um, whether it is to partner and integrate third-party services or whether to leave it to some third parties. Um, but um, define your position. Um, but 
keep critical features like safety or security related services internally because the customer values those most and uh, they, they trust especially the OEMs. Second, boost customer loyalty, which means you really need to integrate the driving experience into a person's digital life. So that means you actually need to provide the services that the customers value and actually use um, because um, you need to keep your users uh, in your ecosystem uh, since they're your stronger, strongest asset for the future. Um, and in order to provide the services that, that the customers value, you need to develop some sort of analytical capabilities to analyze behavior, analyze usage, um, and also develop infrastructure and architecture behind. Third point is um, focus actually on monetizing your strongest asset, which means focus on monetizing the users. So that means, first of all, you need to strive for a critical mass of users. Um, then you need to focus on the usage. You have to make sure that users use the services as often as possible in order to be able to attract additional third-party providers and to maximize actually the data that is generated and the insights coming along with it. So to sum it up in, in one sentence, value to customers comes first and payback second. Thank you, Mark Caesar, and also thank you, Mark Pauly. These were some great insights on a topic that is interesting to all of us because we all drive cars and connected cars are the future. Our next podcast in this series will give highlights about our consumer survey with more than 3,000 customers, and we'll have our country experts from China, the U.S., and Europe to comment on the results. After that, a third podcast is planned where we will deeper analyze how to make money with connected services and what requirements are needed to do so. You can also download the report from our website, capgemini.com, and we'll also be posting the next podcast on that website. Until then, thanks for listening.